Hello everyone and welcome to yet another installment of the Road to LGT here at Contact Lost. I'm uh, your host Joker and today with me are the Vanguard Tactics Butter Bros. Uh, <laughs> so please welcome uh, Dom. Hey everyone. And Kyle. How do Hey guys, very happy to, to have you here. So um, what's your mood ahead of the big tournament? Excited. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited for the main event. Not so much for my first round pairing of my of the Invitational on the Friday. But We're already going into that, are we? <laughs> we don't have to. I'm just saying you asked the question and I was just like, well, <laughs> this is my reaction. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but to finish up the introductions and the presentation of our guests here, uh, I think I owe it to you guys to say that Kyle you're currently number one ITC Tau player from last season yes and currently as it stands um third and uh, fourth in the world rankings this season plan to be first don't you worry and uh first in the UK so reigning good, Tau champion good. I'm going to defend my title so if you score big you're at the OGT you're going to first place or would that not be enough still well I think it will. I think there's about 90 to 100 points in it between me and top place. So we're all very close together. But my plan is to get a good standing in LGT, a few more majors, and then off to LBO. So all is to play for. All is to play for. I'll be bringing the greater good to America. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Dom, how about you? How are you faring? Because I'm sorry, but I, I haven't followed uh, the standings recently, so maybe you can share a bit of light. Well, usually I'm just fighting for like the number one Jukari, but uh, this year I tried to be a bit more dynamic and uh, I jumped around with uh, Harlequins, won a few tournaments with them, and then now I'm uh, jump, uh, jumping on the Chaos bandwagon, even though, even <laughs> though they're one of my original armies. I have loads of them. I have to repaint them all because they're all painted the the one of the worst uh, legions, Night Lords. Sorry, Michael Costello. Um, <laughs> but like they they they're, they're just not as good as Bile. So I just had to like put purple on everything. Um, but yeah, so now I'm now, now I had I started the year off with um, Jukari. Um, then I sacrificed my chasing of being number one or, um, this year because I got it last year um in i think it was europe i got number one in and i finished up last year at 23rd in the world of all armies which was pretty, which was a lot better than i thought i'd do but um yeah so i sacrificed a single faction just to try and like diversify myself a bit and i know harlequins isn't really diversifying yourself it just it kind of changes you go from like a, a combat army to a shooty army and then now i've gone back to my roots with chaos and they're just pure combat and pressure so they kind of just play like uh, like fat elves, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've gone I've gone with the chaos, um, which uh, I'm super happy about because it like they play. I feel like they play how chaos should play. So um, uh, other than that, I'm just trying to trying to chase the uh, UKTC uh, top ten uh, ranking, uh, which I right now I think I'm still top ten, um, but I I will be chasing that. For the whole LGT, I've mm. got I've got a filthy filthy chaos list for the main event, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, I'm dumping down just behind you, Dom. I think I'm twelfth, and yeah. I've got a filthy filthy tower list. Let's bring <laughs> it on. 
I was gonna say that a good combat pressure lists are what we like, and shooting is for wimps. But we've got a tail player here, so oh, it's all right. Um, That's why I'm yikes. creating. I'm, I'm, I'm my next time is leagues of Voltan, right? I get the best of both worlds. I get Tau with Wolfen, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, how has it gone so far this year, this season for you guys? You got any good? placings you you want to um brag about a little bit now's the good time kyle absolutely yeah just um <clears throat> um so i actually started uh, a little bit late and uh, when the tau codex just came out i just didn't want anything to do with it because i preferred the old codex and i just saw how powerful the indirect was and i was like well i'll wait until it dies down a bit my top placings have been newcastle third place that was the first time i podiumed at one of zach's majors and then I continued it and terrorizing NID players everywhere. Uh, and I was known as the NID crusher. Isn't that right, Dom? A couple of memes were going on about our group with a <laughs> me with a shotgun taking a maliceptor around the shed and shooting it in the head. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, who needs guns when you got rail guns? <laughs> um, and then I went third, uh, I think it was fifth place at Goonhammer, their major. And those were roughly about the same time. And then I finished third place in the uh, prestigious event that Zach ran, the Invitationals, where we went down to London, down in Wembley. And it was all the players that went undefeated. Um, some of them were wild cards, and Don was there as well, and, and a few of us. And I came third place at that. So I'm trying to beat that third place. Um, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. It's like, it's like I was like to say, a bronze stain. Um, but that could be taken a wrong way. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm kind of working on. And, you know, when you go to these majors, um, especially when you get into day two, uh, sometimes in day one, you're going against top level players and it can be a real foot slog at times, especially with the meta constantly chasing, changing, should I say. So, yeah, no, uh, those, those are my claim to fame for this season. And I think it's just been a, a, well, a slow start. I didn't start and then from and then um, with Tao going through so many changes I think a lot of people uh, are not looking to me but being inspired by some of the lists that I'm creating and uh, it's good to have a very deep codex and it's helping yeah definitely it's quite a good run considering all the meta changes recently there's been quite a few and quite significant ones so well done I love a challenge and, yeah. good <laughs> how about you Dom uh, how did the you manage at events after dropping Drukari? Well, uh, well, I start. I started off strong with Drukari, and I cut. That's why I kind of dropped them because I I went to two tournaments, uh, one at Hellstorm Wargaming and one uh, down in Hertfordshire, Luton, two RTTs, which I won both of those with Drukari. Um, and then after that, I was kind of like bouncing around. Uh, there's in in the UK, there's a great tournament called Priority Orders down in Brighton. Uh, went down there. Played Tau, managed to beat the Tau there, Kyle. Absolutely. It wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, came third then. Then uh, my, I think my last outing with the Jukari was at the uh, Zach's Coventry team tournament, and uh, uh, our our team was uh, what was the name? Broken Metatarsals, which was a great name, great name, which was led by my friend uh, friend Lewis and. Uh, uh, new VT member um, Andrew, so uh, he he was playing he was playing Tau he was playing Tau then he was yeah because uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so we we ended up uh, uh, 
only losing to Team England in, in the final, but uh, so ended up coming second. But uh, I played Manny in, uh, in in the last game, and I actually didn't think it was a bad matchup. He was playing obviously the uh, the dreaded void weavers the nine of them but i still to this day i think if if i had gone second i would have won but it was because i went first i had to reveal my entire army and yeah he just kind of picked me apart which is a bit sad but i still he's he still misplaced his shadow seer and i managed to one shot with some hellions which i was very 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 proud of and that was one of his secondaries just gone um yeah so after jakara uh then i bounced around with harlequins um that's when I, uh, I won another RTT and then went to uh, Birmingham, uh, uh, only losing to Vic uh, when he was playing the uh, another dreaded list. I wasn't using Void Weavers. I was against it. I was like, no, 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 it's going to get nerfed. I want to play Harlequins a bit longer. And uh, I was playing Dark dark Harlequins when everyone was playing Light. And uh, Vic was running the, the Eldar Madness. What was it? The uh, Master oh, Shots. It, it had Shots. <clears throat> I... I lost against that. It was against Vic. Um, he, he mixed basically the Harlequins with the uh, horrible Eldar Hail of Doom stuff. And it was like, great. Yeah, it was uh, pretty savage. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I came 18th at the uh, Super Major then, which was, which was pretty decent. And then, uh, yeah, I've just been on like a, like a, yeah, I think the last time I went to was, was the Chaos one, which uh, I ended up playing for the final again. And uh, just losing uh, to Bile, which then made me switch to Bile from Drakari. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my mate Lewis beat me in the final, and um, uh, so that that confirmed my uh, my uh, new selection of army as Chaos. And if you can't beat him, join him. Join them. And yeah. I already had a creation Bile sitting there ready to go. I just didn't believe they were good, and then uh, I saw how good they were. Uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's what it was. So yeah, I, I basically bouncing around um, annoyingly like you, Carl, third places, but not at super majors. That's at, at GTs and things like that. So uh, yeah, just um, not not counting the little RTTs that I go to in the Yorkshire and just absolutely club seals. Yeah, let's not count those. <laughs> <laughs> I got first first place at an eight man RTT. Way <laughs> <laughs> no, no, looking no. Yeah, like 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 you, the um, I think the Coventry one that you mentioned, the team ones, was the first time I actually took the new tower codex and I was like Farsight and I was like oh this is this is still horrendous I don't like it <laughs> but yeah that Coventry one was good I think we lost to Dice Down 2 and then went straight into Dice Down 1 and it was like oh come on oh come on, <laughs> oh, come yeah. on. but I beat Vic in a town mirror when I was going hey. second and that one go. I was just like that's, that's some redemption right there yeah well I was just like yeah I'm gonna place these crew hounds um 30 31 away from your broadsides and use my pre-game move back and he's like oh we're gonna do exactly what you just did i was like god damn it <laughs> i'm gonna place my stealth suits here well i'm also gonna place my stealth suits here oh for god's sake <laughs> no no it was just these ones where you know you know you're going to go good play when you, you instantly pick up on their tactics and you're like oh, okay. yeah yeah let's let's copy each other shall we yeah. <laughs> what a passionate game that must have been Oh, it was great for me and Vic. Everyone else was like, boring. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's how dweebs knock each other out. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. And then League of Votan walks past. It's like that meme, you know, when that guy's walking with his girlfriend, he looks over and looks at another girl. He's like, ooh, that's how our old town players are looking at Leagues of Votan right now. <laughs> 
All right, lovely stuff. So um, what about the LGT itself? So uh, how many of those have you been to? Let's start with Dom this time around. Uh, last year was my first LGT because I've only really been into competitive 40k for like, must be just before lockdown because uh, I was, I was, I loved that apocalypse and I loved like kind of playing fluffy games. And then uh, I played a competitive game with my mate Lewis and he, he used to be part of D6 Evolution and he absolutely battered me. And I was just like, I didn't know models could move like this. I didn't know they moved like an extra here and an extra hearing in the fight phase. And then he basically was just like, yeah, he kind of like peeled back the curtains and I saw the, the competitive sun come through. And then I was like, oh, this is Warhammer. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then uh, ever since then, I've just been just just hooked, absolutely hooked. And um, yeah, yeah. So I've only ever been to one LGT, but um, which was last year. And I don't even know where I came last year. Um, I only I only lost one game, and that was to Alex Harrison, which was meh, just a meh game. So uh, yeah, ho- hopefully I get a redemption against that eventually. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah. This so this so one for me. This will be number two, and I hope I just hope to do better than whatever I, my placing was last year. Uh, I, I would love to come like top fifty minimum, but that's asking a lot. I know because you've got to win a lot of games, but I'm pretty sure I can. So we'll just we'll just see how we go. Uh, just take every game one one game at a time. Sure. And um, what about the Invitational? Uh, is that your first time at the Invitational? Yeah, yeah, first time at the Invitational this year. But I, I, I like Kyle. We did the um, we did the Invitational a few weeks back. Um, mm. And yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm super excited for it because it's it's just such a it's such a high level event with people who um, who were going to it because you've got all the big names there and uh, minus a few, but you've got you've got a mix of some really top players, and it's it's a gamble. Or because you, it's not like like if you go into like a local meta or or you know there's like four or five like amazing players going to this like GT or major or whatever, uh, and you can you can kind of like gauge and tech what they're going to do, but this time, the meta is so vast, no one really knows what anyone's going to bring, so they kind of just bring whatever their best like choice sandwich of the day is. And uh, I actually hate my list that I've submitted because I submitted it, looked at it for a week, and I was just like. <laughs> I can make this so much better. So I did for the main event. But um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a big laugh. And, I can't, and I, it's, it's going to be nice to just like, like see friends and um, like play some really like high level competitive gaming. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a good start to the LGT weekend because this is, this is, this is the, this is the big deal. Like, the LGT is like a big event. And if, if none of you have been to the LGT before, um and you have it's a big cheese it. yeah it's it's <laughs> insane how good it is like uh i came away from it last year being like oh, that was a lot of warhammer and a lot of good warhammer and so, do you know my one of my favorite things is at lgt is to see the armies on display and see all of the crazy conversions people do and it's it's one of, it's, it's one of my favorite things like at the um at the invitational there was a painting invitational at the same time when we were playing and they had like a like a fluffy campaign going on, but there was a creation of a army, which was the whole or all of the bases were like a surgeon's floor, and they were like bloodstained, and all all of the marines, all of the conversions that he'd done, 
it just looked like this crazy army. It almost looked like a Forge World, like, Blood Bowl army. It was just so different to anything I've seen before. And he, he ended up getting a medal for it, which is really good. Um, but no, there's, some, there's always some mental armies at the uh, LGT, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the pics from that Beyond the Battle Ready, was it? The event? Yeah. It's just yeah. insane, seriously. And no, you, you have to appreciate that side of the hobby as well. Um, Kyle, what about your history with the LGT? I had hair before my first LGT. Um, only kidding. Um, no, I uh, my first LGT was the one where the internet was full of rage and hate about the um, the, the the poor terrain. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, I've oh, I've okay, had the, the luxury of going to everyone since and seeing the evolution of the UK. Well, the creation of UKTC, the expansion that Zach has done. He's done an amazing hobby for the uh, well justice to the community, and uh, I've been on everyone since regardless of that um bad year um so it's been a real delight seeing it grow um, and not just in um quantity of players but in the quality and uh, i think every year has been a success and so one of my things um like dom one thing i really look forward to is walking into the lee athletic center on that first day and you can just it's almost like going to a festival you hear the sounds the atmosphere everybody's super excited like kids at christmas um and you know you walk in there you you, you smell it you smell the, the the lack of deodorant in the air the, yeah. the, the the just the just gaming atmosphere and um you know you meet good friends people that you haven't seen and it was a staple of every year you'd meet everybody that you've connected with over every event so for me i've uh, like i said I've done it every year and seen lots and lots of different metas and different horrible things that are just entering and i think it's the the staple of just if you have an idea for a filthy list this is the event to bring it to oh, yeah. but it's also <laughs> also because the thing is that i like is that that was the case but now it's almost like because of the quantity of players you actually have to change your list and we'll go on to like lists later on but you have to kind of go with a little bit more of a balanced approach because you don't quite know what you're going to go against and you can't quite get away with some absolute skew list apart from manny's get racked a list um yeah. which he is taking yet again um but um for me really excited um can't wait to try out this new balanced slash filth list that i've got um and it's just just filth. Oh, yeah, okay let's call it what it is it's just filth but i've got a little bit of balance in my eyes but everyone else is like no nah. <laughs> um so yeah um lgt i think the last one um was probably one of the staples of my um like starting success because tower were in a really bad spot um last season but i managed to create this list that was just genius if i may say so but also it held up against all the meta and i know it's a bit of a self but hey i deserve it i was i was going four and one draw at events and people were like tau tau wait yeah. how am i losing against tau it was because it just proves that players skill versus a couple of codex and play is far more valuable than just the ability to have a brand new codex um, and i really kind of wanted to run with that and show people that you can play an underdog and still win with superior tactics and um you know a solid game plan and that's always been my motto you know regardless of army play with focus on what you can do not what you're up against and perfect your game and luckily i'm in a position with a deep codex so i can apply both yeah. this year yeah, surely the LGT is the place to be, uh, if any, for 40k events, and it does 
seem like a lot of people are going, almost a thousand attendees and uh, you know everyone who's doing any bit of content also seems to be going. So uh, as you will also see on, uh, we've got a couple of more interviews coming up. So this really feels like everyone's going to be there. Right, shall we go into the lists then? I guess it's it's time to do a bit of that. Um, Kao, you've already been revealing, you sound really tempted to just start talking about it. So what is in that balance slash filth towel thingies? <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll just do a little bit of a background with some of the lists that I've been playing with. I've always been a, a very keen player to focus on a balanced approach having a foundation to your list and then just having a couple of elements that you can swap out depending on what the meta dictates and that's always been my kind of style a very defensive very kind of look i've got these as many tools in the tool bags to deal with as many options that get thrown my way but recently i decided just to take off the uh, press defcon 4 and then just kind of go full on full full aggro lists with everything of triple tie double bombers uh, the whole lot every tool that can fit in the box go and that's what i took to invitational i took two bombers to a long strike hammerhead crisis team um two riptides 30 crute um and miscellaneous stuff and then i thought no i can't i can't i can't do it i can't i can't fit more i can't fit more in that's the limit and then three minutes to midnight uh, when I was at a pub um, in uh, Yorkshire, I thought I got the last of the Summer Warhammer event. I reckon I can do it. A little part of my brain went, you can do it. Managed just to drop it, a battalion to two patrols, drop a unit crew, drop a second hammerhead and managed to put triple tide. So it was double bomber, triple tide, long strike, crisis team, commander, ethereal. And I was just like, awesome. Um, and do you know what? It was powerful. I was bored. I was really bored. And so this list, I've kind of gone for a little bit of, well, double of everything almost. So um, it's XP8 Commander, um, Exemplar of the Monk Car, um, to choose a Crisis Core unit to have four rerolls to wound within nine or 12, depending on the tactical philosophy I choose. That's just a really good, you know, ace in the hole when I need it. He's got your plasma cyclic burst cannon, special burst cannon to ignore wound caps and feel no pain, just to have a little bit of um, tools versus Catans and Gazgul and bloody abaddon uh, not that it does anything to abaddon but hey i look for those cheeky ones that you're all and you're saving it should be all right um and um he's got an em scrambler which is a relic which i've always advocated which is no setup within 12. uh that was i was using that all the time against necrons thousand suns uh, anything with turn one deep strike and now that demons have jumped into the meta it's even more um you know a necessity uh, because demons yeah, with their yeah, it's definitely more relevant. Are quite all right oh. into tau, so might be yeah. useful. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, my, my tech with the burst cannon on him as well is to, is to tackle those demons um, a little bit as well. Ethereal, normal stuff. He's got sensor stone, feel no pain for crisis core. He's got extra CP on a two plus relic. So those are relatively going off every turn. Um, and he's got exemplar of Kion, which is uh, pivotal for the list. Long strike, I've tested it out by giving him the three boldness victory. Again, a demon's tech just to give a crisis unit uh, auto wound, uh, sixes to hit auto wound, which will just get um, through Bellicor's minus one to wound on burst cannons because then I'll be wounding on sixes, but it kind of gets around that. Then I've got two breaches. My love of my breaches is strong. Uh, two breaches, two delfish, a unit of 10 crew, um, crisis team. 
um, two marker drones, uh, four crisis suits with total six for R&D potential, and they've got double plasma burst cannon target lock just to kind of negate armor contempt and cover bullshit, uh, which we all love. Um, and then I've got two so four crew hounds, staple, woof, woof, dogs, go and do stuff, um, screen for me, sit back, you know, do objectives, do actions, hell, do whatever you want, your 24 points of just pure gold. Um, and then I've gone for my next favorite, which is double riptide. Um, they're armed very specifically for, um, multi-tracker. So any units of six or more, I get exploding sixes and it stacks with Kion. So against your 10 chosen, your 10 terminators, I go pew, 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 more shots. Thank you very much. And then it's got target locks to ignore cover. Again, gets around armor contempt and velocity tracker because there's lots of things still are flying the meta. Um, and the, one of them's got the heavy burst cannon. So that's a utility pick for uh, just dealing with um, hordes or just basically a units of five Marines. And then the other one's got the iron and the iron's key for that flat three slash four damage if I overcharge, which nine times out of ten I do. And um, the key thing here is that the two Riptides and the Crisis team, my um, thought process, and when I did really well at Leeds, is that I can have three of my damage dealing units all firing and fading because the Riptides have the 2d6 Nova boost. So that's three units that is always going to be doing consistent damage, hiding, hiding, shooting, hiding, turn three, hello, uh, shall we play the game now? And I get double, double <laughs> explosions and absolutely cripple you. Um, and then I've got um, the famous two Sunshot Bombers because they're <clears throat> cheap. I mean, they're appropriately uh, pointed, um, so GW, please don't <laughs> touch them. Um, so the bombers, if you don't know what they are, they're flying monstrosities. Uh, they got 12 strength 7 slash strength 8, AP 2, damage 1 slash damage 2. Uh, they got a free marker light, and they get two missile pods, even though one comes with it, and it says you may upgrade it to have another one for free. So it's 4 strength 7, AP 2, 2 damage. And they've got two seeking missiles at strength nine, AP three, damage two D three, and a free markalite on each base. Their <laughs> their bombing run um, can be done every turn. So you know you fly over, you do uh, up to ten D six mortals against uh, normal units. Again, uh, well, against units of say ten, you roll ten D six against monsters or vehicles. You do six D six, and on four pluses, you take mortal wounds. So as you can see. That output gives Tau a little bit of uh, alpha. And with the example of the Kion being able to redeploy one unit if you're in Montcar, three if you're in Kion, allows you to be aggressive with your bombers. And if you don't go first, and the, the, the opponent can easily take them out because they are paper planes, the T6, four up, say, 12 wounds, you can just redeploy them into strategic reserve for free. So there's play there just being like, pow, am I going first? I'm going to bomb you. Uh, if I don't, I can strike reserve them. And the good thing is about the bombers, when if you fly them off the board, they go into ongoing reserves, so you can choose to bring them in when you want. And I've mentioned the amount of shots they got, but you imagine that when they're in Kion exploding sixes in turn three, fives in turn four, and fours in turn five. So you have to deal with them. Otherwise, they are absolutely wrecking face. Um, so my list, uh, and obviously there's two devilfish with the breaches. So my list is very balanced. It's got utility to do alpha it's got utility to fire and fade and it's also got those breaches that can threaten primary game and get me my rnds very easily now i know there's talks on tau forums i'm sick and tired of telling people aerospace targeting is a trap it is a trap you want to use your um your objective uh, grabbers to take objectives 
the game has a primary for a reason. <laughs> so putting your stuff on the corners of the board away from the primary seems a bit counterintuitive. There is only one archetype list that does uh, aerospace very well, and it's run by my good friend Brian Sept. It's the Farsat Enclaves with uh, more than two cold stars or two cold stars, three cold stars. That is the only list where aerospace is a respectable pick. The rest of it, I think, is a trap. So, yeah, my list has got the tools um, to um, achieve my primaries, knock the primaries down to the opponent and do my R&D comfortably and decisive action, and then whatever third pick is relevant to the army that I'm playing. So, solid primary uh, plan solid secondary plan solid shooting and uh yeah it's uh as dom said it's uh nice and friendly and not horrendous at all <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's my list okay well uh hopefully gw actually does do something about those planes uh but <laughs> no no I, leagues, I, of Votan, also... leagues of Votan are coming out it's fine they'll ignore the planes <laughs> i also wonder when some of the more weird statistics will surface like how many bombers to tell players Will it be a uh, two to one ratio? <laughs> well, this is the thing. There was an interesting talk on a forum that I was reading that um, the win percentage is both held up by bombers and pulled down by people not having bombers. So it's kind of keeping them at a kind of level peg because people that are trying to get bombers can't get them because the other tower players keep buying them. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like it's a constant battle of like high win percentage, 48, 54. And it's all that middle ground of a mixture between people that have bombers and people that don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. over here in Poland, our players are also looking for bombers and, you know, someone who actually has them uh, usually goes, yeah, sure, I'll sell it to you for 200 quid. Hmm. Make that 300 then. Hmm. <laughs> well, Piper, that, that, um, that person who Piper makes models, that one, uh, she's done her own design um, for sunshot bombers so people are buying them from her so people are like building their own and like makeshift it's going to be like a case where you'll see like you know the orc players that used to make their own vehicles out of like plastic card you're gonna have these town players be like sod it i'm gonna make my plastic card <laughs> a poor man's well, bomber yeah i mean somehow you have to manage right um that was really insightful, so thank you for that. And uh, it really does sound like you've thought it all out. You mentioned some meta threats and how to uh, counter them. So uh, good luck to you. Hope it all works exactly in so the way nice. you theorized it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dom, you've mentioned you've got two lists. Yeah, I've got two. One sucks and one's good. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's start with the one that sucks then, and then you can tell us uh, how you've improved it later. Yeah, it's it's super obvious how I've improved it when I tell you the, tell you the main thing in the next list. But okay, so this, this is the list which I was just like, uh, so I came back from Invitational and I was like, you know what my list lacked? It lacked OPSEC. So let's just go full tilt into obsec and so uh, at the at the invitation i took croatian as a bar because i was just like it's a great it's a great army my, my mate lewis is banging on about how good it was then i played him in the final i lost to him i was like cool bars next for the invitational because it was literally two weeks after my uh the final loss so i was like cool let's just get like five or six playtest games in and then let's just go so the first thing I do when I look at a bar list, right? So everyone's taking a badum, right? Good chaos. Everyone's taking a badum. So I don't take a badum, and it, and this is not why it sucks. Okay, it's because he can't score your secondary. 
for, which is their specimens of the spider. So if you want a badum being a beat stick and just absolutely yeeting across the board and then just cutting everything apart and destroying half an army, you're actually going to lose points because he's doing that. You need you need creators of bow units to score those points, um, and that's that's why he's not on my list because I don't I personally don't think he works with the, the list archetype I want to make for. Uh, for Bile, and I look, uh, there's some really, really good Hero Hammer uh, Bile lists where they've got double Lord of Scordons, the big Demon Prince, and a Badden hiding behind like a wall of like chosen Terminators, all this sort of stuff. That's all right. You you guys do that. I just, I, I, I'm coming from a very like elf background where everything's MSU, and I'm used to just being all over the place and being super fast. So I put that mindset into Chaos. Still, still plays very well because I only lost one game at the at the Invitational, which was to uh, James Marston, who's a good friend of mine, and he um, he played his Catan list, which it just hammered me like with mortals, and uh, it was a very cagey game because I I have a Demon Prince which can one shot Catans, and so I was basically keeping him terrain, being like, come on, come on, you know you want to come over here, um, but what he ended up doing was just waiting and waiting and waiting and. Um, basically I ran out of obsec by the time he then came forward which gave him like a double turn of 12 and so I said to myself right I didn't have enough because I only had three units of obsec and I was like no 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 we need more so the list I'll stop rambling because I like to chat uh, the uh, the list is is uh, I've got I've got a demon prince of wings and he's got the twisted regeneration warlord trait which basically means that he comes back to life on the two plus when he dies really cool He's also got Death Hex to get rid of Inbuns because I, I was I was thinking never having Katans again. So uh, so Death Hex went in. Then he's got the um, the Golok whatever it's called, <laughs> <laughs> the Demon Weapon, which basically ignores ignores Phase Cap, and he's there to one shot Abaddon's, to one shot Katans, to one shot like any Crisis Commander he likes. And uh, <laughs> he's got the Hellforged Sword, which is really good damage. But the reason why it's so good, because he, what he does is he, if you activate his demon weapon, he just rolls to hit and auto wounds. And then it ignores face cap. And it's AP3, three damage, super, super durable. Um, so super, super damaging, which is really good. Then I've got a Dark Apostle. Every Chaos list needs a Dark Apostle. And of course, he's got Illusionary Supplication, which is Harlequins. So he can give one unit unit the Harlequin's buff, which is um, it can only be hit on four and there's no rerolls. I mean, Tau don't care for that anyway. Um, so next we have a Lord of Scordon, and he I, I found from when I was at the uh, Invitational that I built him quite defensively. I gave him five up in a pain, I gave him plus one to his armor save, all this sort of stuff, four up in bun, and he just wasn't killy enough. And I played the mirror match against Double Chosen, and he basically just was in combat with Chosen. Chosen were doing nothing to him, but then he wasn't doing anything to Chosen. So I've done, I've gone for the killy one. I work in him, I've given him the Gorgon Hate again, so the, so the plus one armor save and horror pin one. But what I've done this time, I've given him Flames of Spike, which means he can reroll his wounds and also do, he does mortals on sixes. So loads of attacks. It also works in his flamer as well. So you can get some nice cheeky mortals off that. Then the, the meat of the list, which is a cursed cult, a cult, sorry, a cursed cultist. They're really good. They can't do actions, but they come back to life and they're uh, pretty cheap for what they do because they're basically like, um, I guess they're just, they're, they're kind of like plague bearers. They just kind of stick around and then come, come back to life, all this sort of sh like necron movement shenanigan, which is really good. Then uh, got to have your boys, got the cultists in there. 
And then I've got two squads of Legionnaires, one with Marcus Sinesh and Baleful Tome, and he's got Delightful Agonies to put on the Chosen squad. Um, and that just gives him a five up for no pain. Uh, then I've got a Mark Corn unit, and they are very underrated, by the way. Mark Corn Legionnaires are fantastic. They went toe to toe with Possessed uh, for two rounds of combat, and we were just like cracking each other because he's minus two OP to damage. I'm at minus two OP, but I have almost the exact same amount of attacks and strength as a Possessed, just not two damage. So they, they're really good as Obsec as well. But then this is the bit I don't like, and I wish I didn't, I, I didn't do it. But I, I've gone for ten corn legionnaires. So they they get so Bile gives you plus one strength. Corn gives you plus one strength. I've got the Archon in there, so that all their chain swords have um, are extra AP. So they're strength six chain swords, uh, AP minus two. And then the sergeant's got the Black Mace, which is the one where if you fail a save, all the damage spills over, kind of like a railgun from the from the new Votan. Then uh, the elites, I've gone for possessed, possessed, possessed. So three units possessed on big bases because that's what they have now. I still am yet to find my other bases for the seven man, possessed. seven man possessed, right? Or no, no, no. Uh, they're just five mans. So we've got three five man possessed squads, and I literally have no idea where their bases are. Uh, then we we go into the the big the, the big threat in the list, which is the chosen. I say it's the big threat. It's just the it's just like a black hole of you're not going to kill it unless you put your whole army army into it. It's called the chosen. So the reason why they're, they're kind of ridiculous is because they've got the minus one to wound relic on them. Then I'll give them trans hit, no rerolls, and I'm going to give them a five up thinner pain as well. So they're really juicy. And people like to take terminators, but for like for the same price, you can take, you can get like two units of cultists and chosen for the for the price of terminators. All you get is a better save. Like I prefer the chosen. Um, they're they're very very good, and their bonuses when they kill something, they get exploding sixes, and it's it's just very very good. Then my favorite units in the entire chaos book are the warp talents. They are serious serious threat to everyone who plays them. No one thinks they're good. No one. And then they go in and they, they are good. Wreck they are very good. Very good. Very good. Especially in bar with the extra movement, fight on death. Oh, that's what my army does. It fights on death, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, so that's that. So it's basically uh, loads of legionnaires as, as obsec, loads of obsec, then killy characters, big, big unit chosen to smash face, and then loads of fast units and possessed and warp talents, which is just going to be thrown at you. Very MSU style. With a big brick in the middle, which is fine because that's a bit like how we used to play Jukari. We have your big, big units to Talos, your grotesque, everything in the middle, and then all the fast units going around the outside. So I like it. The the thing is, it's just not as good as my main list. That's the thing. <laughs> I keep looking at it, being like, oh, but my main list, which is just better. So, okay, let me guess. You've dropped the ten man unit of Legionnaires. Yes. Uh, what else could you have dropped? It'll put in a single spawn. <laughs> right, the literally the change, <laughs> all the changes. Right, I've gone for twenty chosen, and uh, they're just ridiculous. So each chosen right has three wounds. They mm -hmm. they they have armor contempt. They're going to be on cover. You just. You just can't shift that many bodies in two turns before they all hit. And with 
20 chosen. I've still got 10 possessed. I've still got a spawn. Still got like 10 warp talents. Then I've still got an obscene amount of obsec. But um, yes, the the main list is the is the exact same demon prince, exact same dark apostle, exact same uh, lord of scorland. I've got the accursed cultists. I've got the I've got another squad of cultists. I've got the Sanesh legionnaires. I've got the corn um, legionnaires. Drop drop the uh, unit possessed. So I've only got two units possessed, and I dropped the legionnaires, and that gave me the exact amount of points to get an entire new unit chosen. So one one unit's going to be minus minus one uh, to wound, and the other one's going to be uh, and five up for the pain, and then the other one's going to be trans hit. So it's two huge units which are going to be in cover the entire time, if they're or they're going to be in your face. So the best thing about this is the corn chosen at eighty four, which is super super good, and they're going to be strength seven. So they go up, so they're going to go up to knights, and they're just going to be like, come on, bro, let's go. Um, and it's it's basically it's a bully list. It's it's like if you like the things it will struggle against is Tau. Like it will struggle struggle against Tau because it it has just loads of firepower. And what it wants to do is just throw itself at you and just hope you can't hold on. Because even if you, like you can spend all your CPs interrupting and all this sort of stuff, that's great. I'm still gonna fight you. I'm still gonna fight on death. And there's like strats with Sinesh if you try and pull away. I'll just chase you. I'll literally run you down. Or I'll tag the rest of your army before it moves. So there's a lot of tricks that go with it. Um, and I'm, I'm super chuffed with that. Um, and I played against my mate Matt on the weekend. He's going to the um, LGT as well. And he's a really good Admech player. And uh, he's he's running Ryder, but, uh, which is the combat Admech. And he just he was just like, I can't can't get away from it even though i want to be in it and so what he decided to do is like like the tower players he's bringing bombers and flyers because he needs something that can just go around the outside just um even though it doesn't have the most efficient shooting over the game it will just pick units up i think it's something to said though about your warp talons and you, um i played a very similar list i think you've gone full-on obsec when i went to the invitation with yourself i had that really close game versus creations of bio it was that i won 87 86. i did make a few mistakes it was the first time going against creations of bio um but yeah it was that threat overload and i think you, you you're right in saying that your bad matchup is tau but with the amount of chosen and the obsec that you've got and everything you can just go here's everything deal with it so it can be proper swingy with all that because if i do and i will chew chew through that unit of 10 but if you've got everything else pressurizing the other stuff like objectives and flanks it forces the issue so i think you've definitely got playing to tau it is a difficult uphill struggle my fellow bearded butter boy, but <laughs> you are, you've definitely got the tools to deal with it if you play a perfect game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can, you can really get ahead on the primary against Tau because of all the pressure you put on them. Yeah, uh, yeah I think warp talents are underestimated, especially I think in ward bearers, they're brilliant because you yeah. get reroll hits, reroll wounds on the unit without spending any CPs, psychic powers, whatever. So it's just great to have. Uh, such an efficient standalone piece yeah. of meat grinding through your enemies. Yeah, I would say one last thing about my, the list as well. The I did make a, a tiny little change. Instead of the plus one save for the Lord of Scorn, for one turn and one 
turn only in one fight phase i can do phase cap so i can charge into a massive unit of terminators clean half of them up and then go you know i only take three wounds so it's a yeah, nice so bit of trade piece. it's a really nice trade piece as well but i still still do all the mortals still and it also gives me an extra d3 attacks which is good Here's a um, here's a question, Dom, and I'm sure you have got it in the list. The Demon Prince, uh, he gets back up, right? If he dies. He does, yeah. Now, um, me and my opponent, when we were at Creations of Bow, um, we had a, obviously a discussion afterwards, and one clever play that he missed, and I was hoping he wouldn't do, was against Tau, as long as you don't have the Killy Commander in combat, he put his unit 10 Chosen on the centre objective, so it was a five objective mission, one in the centre, you know, four dotted around. And I was like, why did you put the unit 10 Chosen on there for me to shoot? I know you were banking on not being killed, but you could have just put the Demon Prince on the centre objective and gone, okay, I done my walk ritual, got my primary point, oh, I died from all the shooting, great, cool, back up, got that, and you haven't given away a unit 10 Chosen. Yep. So I'd be expecting someone of your own stature, my friend, to be doing <laughs> tricks like that. So there's no yep. point There's no point getting rid of an entire unit 10 when you can just go Demon Prince, go on, die once, get back up, and then retreat behind the unit. So it gives you that extra turn of being able to hold your resources in. And I think if you did that against Tau, that is a really good play, and I would definitely struggle. And if we play each other, please don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too late for that. Oops, can you cut that bit out? Can you do like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so e even though um like those 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 people who like play like like Crosses Bar, all this sort of thing and all the other chaos lists, the one thing you need to realise is that like your characters do die. And there's a lot there's a lot of um, assets that people have where like especially against like thousand stones they can just one shot characters if you misplay them so the reason why it is uh, I do like this other list where I've got 20 chosen 10 possessed all these walk towns and a sea of a sea of obsec is I can hide that hide the characters and I, I don't have to worry about misplacing them because they're all so fast and they're just so well protected I'm pretty confident that they that you won't be able to wipe a massive unit and then the character in the same turn, which is why which is kind of like the list archetype. And one of my mates, Lewis, has got a very similar list to this, but he's gone for a bad end and all all uh, all the other killy um, killy discordance and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a more bully style list, and it is focused on the um, the primary because I did gamble on Manny um, bringing. A sea of obsec and i was just like i'm gonna need something if i do come up against him to to kind of go up against it and i actually think this list would be pretty well into manage this if i'm honest because the sheer sheer number of shots and attacks it has at the the correct the correct um strength characteristic is 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 good just, can i get through 150 racks well we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah. only one way to find out there is yeah all right, so we've talked about lists, but I have to ask this question because uh, the LGT, if you add in the Invitational, that's potentially four days of so 14 games. That is loads. I mean, I sometimes go to GTs and after five rounds, I've really had enough. So don't really want to imagine doing 14 rounds. So how do you guys prepare for an event like that? Because you really have to think about the physical and mental toll it can take on you. It, it really is almost sports at this point. Uh, from the perspective of the fatigue you might be under. So um, have you got any tips? Yeah. 
um, don't do the invitation or do a Vanguard Tactics workshop and you can find us on Friday and we'll help you out with all your gaming needs. No, that's what I'd do because I was like, man, that's 40 hours plus of 40k. And I did get invited to the invitations, but like sadly I had other arrangements because I want to do the workshop because it's, it's a passion of mine. But I would have done it if I hadn't. Um, my, my top tips, it's going to sound like a broken record and you hear it all the time. I'm not your mother, but water, paracetamol are your best friend, food, snacks, you name it. You've got to do it because look, it's you're not lifting weights you're not doing a physical but you are mentally the amount of decisions that you're having to make the amount of thought process you have to put into your list the prep for it the looking at the the pack looking at your potential meta that you're going against that's even before you roll dice um and then you've got the actual nerves going into your round one thinking i hope i don't get this you've got all the kind of pressure that you're having because especially if you're wanting to do well or at least um you know uh, potentially podium or just genuinely get points for those uh, people that aren't it's still a strenuous um you know it's the biggest tournament you're going to go against some of the top players you're going to learn loads so just the pressure on your brain to learn as you're playing um so my only um i suppose advice is that pace yourself we're all going to have a good time and drink and stuff but you can't <laughs> you can't go into it having a couple of nights out on the lash and perform it's just not going to happen you you genuinely have to drink loads of water, have snacks, and make sure that you're just pacing yourself. Even if it's things like I saw the one player at the Invitationals, he brought his own mat to stand on and takes oh, his yeah. shoes off just yeah. to just to have comfort on his feet. These little comfort things, um, you know, just taking breaks where you can, um, that all help you in the long run. It might seem strange being told to take a break, you know, or do this, but actually it adds up. If you, <laughs> it really adds up. And especially Dom is going to be doing potentially, let's say theoretically, if you do all of the games, man, that's, that's, that, that, that what is it? You got invitations that can be how many games? Uh, Five. Five. And then potentially is it ten? Yeah. Yeah, it's ten. That's wow. Yeah. Um, do it, though. <laughs> some, some unlucky sod with That's a 45 hours with a beautiful beard's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's forty-five hours of forty K. Like Yeah. You know, though I think it was the forty K in forty hours lot that they they, they did it and did it for charity. And um, that is strenuous because you're up twenty four seven. But this effectively, you know, you'll you'll finish your tournament, you'll go and get food, you'll be knackered, you'll go back, you 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 should be going to sleep. But actually, what you'd be doing is asking all your mates, "What do I do against this list? What do I do against this list? What do I do?" You're sending and sending your WhatsApp chats. You'll be constantly switched on, so it's impossible to switch off. So just learn. Sometimes I think it's best to let your brain work out the stuff on its own subconsciously rather than constantly thinking and overthinking because you you'll 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 just burn yourself out. So prep pace yourself snacks water and a couple of cheeky beers if you've had a rough round or a shot of tequila whatever your poison is you know <laughs> so yeah that, that's my advice but yeah it's, it's definitely a tough tough run right you dom me uh well to be fair like i do i, I found it i i always find tournaments really really like strenuous on my legs because I'm a I'm a big guy. I'm like I'm like nearly six five, and I yeah I I struggle because I'm constantly leaning over the board. I have, I'm hunched all day. But the backs of my legs after after a, a tournament are just shot. So you need to make sure you you just sit down as much as you can. And also another thing, idiot proof the entire tournament. 
like right like literally print out all of your all of your uh, all of the deployments and then just pencil in where you deploy and then just make sure you know that when you come to table you go okay this goes here this goes here this goes here this goes here and don't deploy what he's doing just get get in your own head don't get don't get like um worried about what they're doing just stick to your game plan all like that like I said, like like Carl said, like stay like make sure you're you're really hydrated, make sure you've got some caffeine in you just to keep you going and don't over caffeine and then you get <laughs> in the evening game like wired. I know, I crashed hard one time and I, I just had <laughs> I had a relentless and then started drinking some cokes and then uh by game three or four in the day I was like, God. But um yeah, like another thing, like Stay positive as well. Don't get in your own head if you start losing games and and playing badly. Like just keep positive. At the end of the day, it's just a game, right? We're just playing toy soldiers. It doesn't really matter that much, does it? Unless you're going for like the big tournament points that you need to win your faction and you you know you've placed a bet at, at a betting shop on yourself. <laughs> like, just stay positive. Like you're gonna make so many good friends coming, like going going into this. Like the amount of friends that I've made going into tournaments, and I, I pride myself on being just like a friendly, happy gamer. But I still play at a top level, and the just the way the way to do it is just find common ground with your your opponent. You don't have to be enemies as soon as you get across the table from each other, because you never know. You could just meet meet a very good friend of yours that you've never met before and then you instantly get on as soon as you break down the barrier of, oh my God, is this guy going to beat me sort of thing. Um, relax. It doesn't have to be a stressful event. Maybe get stressed if you start to win all your games and then you start panicking. But just chill out, relax. Just be friendly with them. They'll be friendly to you. Not everyone's a dickhead. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> like, like I, I find that positivity in, in, in on the tabletop is like the most important thing. Even if even if like your rolls don't go away, it's it's fine. It's a dice game, it's completely random-ish. And you just need to just chill. Just chill. And you'll be fine. And that's you, it. Made a, you made a good point, as I can say, uh, we're very similar, Dom. Uh, not in our beards, well obviously in our beards, but our <laughs> but our way of um pre I think it's the communication before the game. I've always prided myself in just having that like chat saying, Hey, we're both here to roll some dice, we're gonna have a great game. But let's just go over a few kind of, you know, not ground rules as such, because that sounds too firm, but it's just like, you know, how do you like to play? There's some expectations and just taking that minute out just to get to know the person. Because remember, you're going to rush to your table. You want to set everything up. You've got a time, a clock going to happen. Just take two minutes to get to know your opponent first, yeah. you know, because if you create that kind of social connection, then and understanding that you're both on the, on the same, um, you know, level, then the game's going to be more enjoyable, right? And a lot of people forget that because you, everyone's in it to win it, you know, regardless of whether you're trying to play competitive or just, uh, it's a, it's an enjoyable competitive game. Um, so it's just saying, look, we're both in it to win it, we both want to have a fun game, let's make that happen together. And I think that is a key thing. And I've always uh, really enjoyed those games. We've all had that one game that we've had that we've hated and you're just like, I don't want to be here, you know, and, and, and you feel the tension and you try to repair it. But once the damage has been done, it's very hard. So sometimes if something does happen at the tabletop where you're not happy with, just speak up and say, hey, look, can we just take a break a second? And just, you know, repair, repair what's happened. And nine times out of 10, you'll, you'll bump fist and you'll be like, all right, let's go. And for those people that don't, then that's my motto of being tough on the behavior, nice on the person. 
you know don't let people walk over you but by all means stick to your guns and you know always leave knowing that you've done the best of you, that you can to repair any bad situations because let's be fair we are playing toy soldiers like you said but sometimes it does get a little bit heated right <laughs> not in my games okay, <laughs> no but another thing is just make sure that your opponent knows your intent the entire game because like th there's obviously gray areas of like okay if someone asks you a question of you know can can i uh can can <clears throat> i deep strike here this sort of thing and then you you like blasedly like measure it and go yeah it's fine and then when it comes down to it actually you can't but then you've already said and there's a lot of like interactions like that where you just need to be a bit more honest about everything rather than just blase say yeah fine make sure he actually can and because that that sort of relationship you would develop with your uh, opponent as the game goes on as long as you're you're both playing um, a very honest game and there's no funny business going on and another th thing that you, everyone should do when they're measuring out put dice down easy enough you, everyone's got dice put down then then you know that's how far things will move and then you, you don't get the over moving you don't get under moving you know exactly where everything needs to go and it you just need to not be in the situations where people could maybe get annoyed or or cause any problems because you want to be very clear with every intent you do just so there's no fights because like uh, there was a, a live stream the other day where um there was very loud people like they, they misheard each other and they both thought it was two sides of uh of of an argument but they both thought they're both on the same page and everyone was really awkward the judge had to come in and it was a bit like uh well it's his turn he said this but, oh, but i said this it's never this just make sure everyone's clear because those situations are very awkward and it's no fault of your own if he if he misheard that's on him but really you got to make you can also help him by make, by making sure her making sure that they fully understand what's going on because you don't want to gotcha people gotcha ham is a horrible thing and you should always be an honest gamer and just let people know what what's happening and just warn them if they really want to commit this this could this nasty thing can happen to them so it's all just it's all about being kind of like a good human i guess <laughs> you, just, you just don't you just don't want to be that guy and don't. Don't want to be that ass hat, yeah. Yeah, once you yeah. get a rep, it's so hard to get rid of it. So just stay positive, keep to your mindset, and just have fun. Just have a great time. You're gonna meet loads of loads of friends. Like me and Carl, we're already your friends. Like, yeah. You're gonna to come to hi to us, and we're gonna be like, hey man. Awesome. Hey man. And <laughs> another thing as well is like one thing I always say is like um, one table, two opponents, two armies, four hands. Yeah. I always said, well, look, in my turn, I'm done. I'm not moving stuff where I shouldn't be. You know, tower play, I don't charge. I don't, I don't, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but I'm like, look, I've got two pairs of hands. If you want, I've got a pair of hands. If you want to, I'll help you. You just tell me what you want to do and guess how much time you actually save if you both get involved with each other. You could save 15 minutes in a game by just helping each other. And there's no issues with time. You know, you just want to have, finish a game to a, its natural conclusion and help out where you can. And that, that is something that I, I love doing. If opponent says, no, I'd like to do it myself, that's no problem. I'm just offering to say, hey, look, we can we can do however however you like it. But I really do find that, you know, if someone's running rack spam, I might be like, oh, okay, you know what? My back might not want to uh, help you out here. Uh, sorry, Manny, uh, but my back's already buggered from all these tournaments and I'm, already, I'm, I'm getting old now. So, but no, it, the, the, the principle is still the same. Uh, help each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this is what we always underline here on the channel, you know, just to be a gentleman, uh, sportsmanship is of the utter priority. And uh, yeah, also remember to stay hydrated, like you guys said, and stay away from the bookies before the event. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, we usually do this uh, small thing where guests can come in and plug or advertise whatever they do, but you guys definitely did not need the encouragement <laughs> <laughs> so far. But if there's anything else you want to mention, then please go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, me and Dom, um, obviously, we both represent Vanguard Tactics and we're both coaches at Vanguard Tactics. So you can uh, go over to our uh, Vanguard Tactics website and we do offer coaching services and various other things. We do the academies, which is actually a huge success for people that are wanting to join the hobby or maybe veterans that just want to kind of, you know, you know, tidy up their game plan. So we have a variety of options for all. But I think the main thing is it's a community. So if you want to get involved in a in a like-minded community like me and Dom have mentioned, uh, that's what we heavily promote. Um, so you know you can check us out. We're plastered all over social media. You'll see Boxy doing his workouts and Fit for 40k. We don't need to go over that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are a big community and we're we're growing. We're adding new top players. We've recently added my good friend and Dom's good friend, um, you know Andrew Bourbon, um, who's a absolute gentleman on the battlefield and a gentleman off the board as well. So we're, we're, we're growing, we're there for you, uh, if you should ever need our services, and that's pretty much it. So that's that's the first time I've probably done a full-on plug, and it doesn't feel great, but it does at the same time. So thank you for that opportunity for me to run my mouth and talk about VT this, and I've not mentioned Tau once, apart from just them. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that, Carl. And you, Dom, because you're, you're a man of many endeavours. Oh, you're many. I've got men, a man of many hats, I think they said, for my my uh, invitational little doodle <laughs> they did, which I which is Scriver. So shout out to Scriver actually. He's a great he's a great illustrator. But um yeah, so I've got a YouTube channel called uh, Let's Talk Wargaming and it basically is like like this. It's it's kind of funny. Like I just interview people in people in Warhammer and uh, content creators and it's because I had a platform uh, where I, where I was, I was speaking on Real Space Raiders, which is the, which is a Drakari podcast, and all I wanted to do was just get get this Drakari guy, on, get this Drakari guy, on. and then it would never never kind of work because then it would just be us speaking to Drakari players when we really wanted to to speak about our experiences in like gaming, painting, all this sort of stuff. So what I've done is got a, a channel called Let's Let's Talk Wargaming, and it's me introducing to the community different different um like like personalities different different like hobbyists so last episode i had james from c from uh siege studios who's uh like incredible painter and he's built a business from the ground up just on his love which is which is like wargaming and painting and he's made made a like a lifetime commitment and he's he's made a company that, that provides us a, a professional service and I just wanted to hear what he had to say, and it was a great, it was a great hour episode, and they're all they're all about an hour where we've had like um, Adrian from Tabletop Titans, we've had Boxy, we've had him on. He was he was the first one, but it's basically a YouTube channel where I, where I just want to chat, and I there's numerous people around the hobby where I just think oh, I like Manny, come and have a chat, and we'll we'll have a chat, and then we'll film it and all this sort of stuff because I'm generally curious about all of these things, and no one really had a channel 
where they were generally curious about competitive painting. Where did you come from? Where did you go? That Nigeria. Yeah, I was about to say that. Then you put it in my head. Uh, and I, I just pure curiosity. Um, and I was just like, well, no one's doing it. I'll do it. Maybe I'll become the new Joe Rogan of Warhammer. We'll never know. And uh, yeah, so Leicester Wargaming. I know I talk a lot. I talk a lot more on this YouTube channel. So if, if you don't like the chat, fair enough. If you like the chat, come come check it out. Quite, uh, quite fitting though, Dom, because you did one. Uh, speaking of the LGT, you did an interview with Zach, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so um, yeah, uh, Zach came on the podcast uh, slash YouTube channel, and we just spoke origins of his amazing tournament scene that he's done. So that's on there if you want to go check it out. Uh, we've had loads of painters as well. Um, it's just just people people you know, but maybe you just want to hear what they have to say. And uh, yeah, so also shout out to Real Space Raiders. That's the Jakari podcast that I'm also on. And that's kind of me. I mean, I can talk talk more if you want about plugs, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know where to stop. But yes, yeah, so that's Let's Talk Wargaming and Real Space Raiders. All right. Thanks for that. And uh, thanks to both of you for coming in. So this was another episode of The Road to LGT on Contact Lost. Uh, if you like our content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell button and whatever else you can think of <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and almost any platform you can actually think of. Uh, our guests today were the Butter Bros from VT. <laughs> and uh, you can meet all of us at the LGT uh, over the next weekend. So see you there, everyone. See Thanks for coming in, guys. It was a real blast. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks for having us. Right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>